This episode of the Grammy Boys, we go to space. What? Go to Pluto. Why do you want to go to Pluto? That's so neglected. They say he's not even a yeah. planet. No, not. I think Pluto is a planet again. And then there's that mysterious 10th planet, Planet X, somewhere in the solar system. And there's a 10th planet? Since when? Yeah, there's, like, Planet X. I learned about it in, like, third grade, I think. There's always been, it's always been there, evidently. You remember third grade? I barely remember last week. I, all I remember is the teacher. Shout out to Mrs. Cheney. You made me Mrs. feel good Cheney? about myself. Yeah, her name Nikki, is Mrs. Cheney. Who who else makes you feel good about yourself? Um, God. <laughs> um, my friends. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Andy. My two best friends, or, or at least my two friends who are competing for the top spot of best friend, um, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary individuals, we have a very special guest today, this evening, or morning, or whenever you listen to this podcast, Dame Abigail uh, Jean and uh, I, Pankowski. You Abby, can decide if you want it bleeped how out. How much of that do you want me ble- to bleep out? Um, I, I'd prefer Wench, but I mean, I'll accept Dame. Dame Wench. Wench. Um, wait. Wench. So Abby and I, Abby and I have a complicated relationship in the, uh, one, they've been mentioned numerous times on, it sounds like we're meeting Bigfoot right now. Honestly, like, yeah. that's yeah. how I feel. Yep. Um, this is really great. Uh, because Abby, Abby was, if I may say, probably my longest friend um, that I've had. That makes me the best. No, she didn't friend. use the word. He didn't use best. He said longest. Um, okay. no, that just makes me the best. So no, length doesn't mean best. Let me explain, children. So Abby and I, uh, Abby and I, we met through our college uh, organization that we joined uh, together, known as Vocal Effect. It was a show choir on the SUNY Oswego campus. <laughs> still still in still active as far as i know um yes uh and uh, we became very good friends um through that experience um and then wait wait fun fact um i did not like right. nikki when we <laughs> when i first met him it was would you like impossible. to explain why why because you thought i was someone else you didn't know my name well, so you well, called me panda lady <laughs> yes, well, it, well, it's because we were once at a party together. It was a Halloween party, and Abby was wearing a panda onesie, which looked very cute. It looked very cute on you. Um, and then the following day, I saw you in the in the science building, um, and I saw you just alone for for, and you know that's just weird. So I approached you and I said hello. Um, and then the rest is history. Yes. Um, I, I will say, I distinctly remember that, that time that I approached you, like, that was our first, like, real interaction together, and I, I said, how are you, and, uh, I don't know if you asked me if I remembered your name, but I 100% took a shot in the dark and said, hey, Abby. (laughs) Yeah, you told me that you just kind of guessed which one I was. Like, obviously, I had an an inference. There's a 50-50 chance you would have gotten it right. I suppose you're correct. But in any case, I, I love Abby so much. Abby's a great friend of mine. 
um, and uh, um, give me more reasons to give you the top spot of Nikki's best friend. Um, because I'm already best friends with your boyfriend, so that just makes me extra special. <laughs> yeah, cool, whatever. Mm. Abby, you and I used to live together. Yes, I'm Andy, I miss living with you. It was a good time. Yeah, I miss living elsewhere. Uh <laughs> That's fair. Yes, um Andy and I I was just looking through my pictures. What came up on like my memories a while ago was when you wrote on my car in the snow. I don't remember what you wrote. Was it like Abby sucks? I think it smells. I would never write sucks or might have. But yeah, well, something along that lines. Yeah, and then we went home, and I was like, "What the, what the hell?" Well, the thing is, you parked next to me. Right. Yes. So yes. I felt the need to bully you, uh, but yeah, we used to live together in the place where Nikki is currently living. <laughs> I feel like that's enough information for people to start doxing me. It all comes full circle. Well, someone just has to know where we you all lived, and now I've been found. Okay. Nikki, which of our 11 listeners are which of our 11 listeners Andy, you're going to say this and then and then something's going to happen 10 years from now where we'll become like moderately successful within a field and then there th- some fucking stalker is going to look at the both of us and f- read through every episode to find a shred of um you know I saw an article that's like um there was like this Japanese pop star and she made an Instagram post and Someone had seen through the reflection in her eyeball um, the address of her house or like the street address or wherever she was. And so then the stalker found her and like went to her house. That's terrifying. What I'm saying is, Andy, be careful. Okay, so first of all, the problem with the analogy here is that this is an audio format. Yeah, but I'm saying that it's easy for people to find other people. Sure. Me and Abby never lived together. Uh, Nikki <laughs> is far away from wherever me and Abby both separately live. I'm lived. currently in a, in a tundra in uh, Nunavut, Canada. Um, actually, uh, I don't know either of you two. We're all just complete strangers. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, this guest that we have, it actually is Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started, shall we? Is that enough introduction? Or, Abby, do you want to talk about who you are? You didn't do that yet. All right, yeah. Well, like Nikki and Andy said, um, I met Nikki freshman year. I met Andy what? Junior. Junior year. I mean, I knew who you were before that because I was forced to hang out with nondescript assholes who you knew at that time. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, let's not go into that. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> um, yes, but, um, yeah, I remember talking about that. That was, because you were, like, the second person that, like, had said something like that, and that was creepy. Nikki, I'll tell you later. Um, yeah, not on into a microphone. Yeah, not where people are going to listen to me talk about this. Um, okay. But otherwise, yeah, I work at a pet spot, as Nikki says. It just sounds like a pet spa to me. It's it's a doggy daycare and boarding facility. I thought you did cats, too. We do have cats, yes. There are a few cats. I like to send... Um, Andy is someone like I specifically send cat pictures to whenever I like 
do go over and hang out with the cats. But um, I'm, like, partly allergic, so I don't always go over and hang out with them. Abby, you're allergic to cats? Only partly. If I scratch them, like, they're... Well, now I definitely need to get a dog. I thought you were going to say, now I definitely need to get a cat. Now I definitely need to plot your demise. <laughs> Listen, I've lived with a cat. It's fine. It's just that if I get too close, I get sniffly and my eyes get itchy. Um, Listen, I want you to have free reign in my house just as much as whatever pet I own does. Thank you. So if you ever visit, I want you to just go. I want you to mark your territory wherever you'd like, just like they would. I'm going to piss on your floor. Too late. I already did that. Andy, we, thanks. Um, but yeah, otherwise I don't really have much else to say. I have a dog. Y'all, y'all know her and love her. Tell us about, tell us about the dog. About my, my dog. She's a Chihuahua pug mix. Um, she's, it's called a chug. Um, and she's got a little underbite. And I love her dearly. And she's sleeping at the end of my bed right now. So. Uh, Hopefully nothing happens that'll make her bark and ruin the audio. So. Oh, I'm sure it'll be great. We'll sample it. Yeah, Nikki, how's speak how's sampling uh this podcast going? Andy, Andy, you fucking fuck you. What the f- I asked you to send me things and you have not done that. So What did you want? It's not. I asked you if you could send me the episodes. You want all 31 and a half episodes? Yes, actually. Or if you'd like to make the audios easier, I need you just to send me like the outros, like the last like five minutes of each episode. Why the last if, five minutes? Because they're all the same. Yeah, like I'm. I need. I need the outros. Is what I really need. I need the outros. You need the. If you and do, as always. That's Instagram. literally what I need. If you can get that, I honestly just give me your audio. I don't even need mine. Well, you, no, just do the bounced. But. Do you not? Do you, can I not just say that into the microphone for you when next time I'm? No, up? I need it. No, because I want it. I want it organically, and you'll. It, that's it. Makes the process different. I'm sorry. I need to turn a fan on. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I have some. I have something to tell you after the podcast. Can you remind me about? Yeah, that thing I just bleeped out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! I actually anyway. get to hear what the bleeped out parts are. I, I'm so I know. excited. Listen, the only episode where it was ever worth hearing the bleeped out parts was when we had Robert on. Oh my god. That's a that should be that's that's an uncut Patreon only uh bonus episode for you. No, Just I'm hearing not. the I'm amount not. of expletives. I'm not gonna blackmail Robert like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna have like Robert gonna be up. on a lawsuit. <laughs> that's a president right there. So anyway, speaking of presidents, guys. We're here to talk about Billie Eilish. What? Try that one again. No, nope, that one again. I'm sticking with it. Fuck you. President of what? President of good music making. Billie Eilish. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? The 2020 album of the year. I thought it was uh, 2019. What? Well, no, it won in 2020. The award ceremony was in 2020. Oh. It was came out in 2019. Oh, it, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. I know I'm right, because I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. Okay, I'm just, I'm just fact-checking. No worries, baby. Uh, but yes, uh, this year it beat out Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend, I, I by Bon Iver, I Used to Know Her by H.E.R., 
Norming Fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Seven. It's her. Lil Nas, by Lil Nas X, which isn't actually an album. It's a double EP, but whatever. And Thank You, ne- Thank you Next by Ariana Grande. And Cause I Love You, deluxe version by Lizzo. Uh, so, a big year, but the only other thing on that list that I've listened to is Cause I Love You by Lizzo. Uh, and Lizzo has never made a bad song ever, so... That's well, I, that. No, t- redact what your well. opinion. What well? What well, Nikki? I Name guess, a bad guess, Lizzo song. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've not enveloped my entire discography, her in discography, but I don't think, I think you're right in that she's never made a bad song. Uh, there are songs that I'm not great, I don't love, but yeah. There, I she think has some a lot, of them yeah. are overplayed because, you know, everyone thought yeah. they were yeah. bops, but like, I don't think she's made a bad song. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Um, I think uh, I I was just gonna say I think like her most overplayed song is the "Why Men Great Cause They Wanna Be Great." Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I, it's a good song, but it kind of I think it it lost its welcome for me personally because it was so overplayed on the radio. Yeah, but like "Boys Juice," that whole album. "Boys" was, was an amazing. "Boys" is a great track. Are you kidding me? Yes, the baseline not- on that. Not to mention uh, her new song that just came out this week. With last Cardi week. B. Yes, very good. I listened to it. Shit slaps so hard. Shout out to all the ladies out there who yes. like But re- regardless, ladies. we are here to talk about When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Billie Eilish, 2020. Uh, yeah. Produced by her brother, Phineas O'Connell, who has done other yep. stuff that I forget. <laughs> Well, he's worked with many other artists, including Hans Zimmer. Um, uh, he produced a song for Selena Gomez, um, Lose You to Love Me, if you know that one. It was a big radio hit for some reason. Um, he's worked with many other artists, uh, many of whom I cannot name at, at present. But he also does some solo work as well. He has he, some more like indie rock-focused tunes, and I really, I really like them. Um, if you, if you're into it, it's, it's similar production, but also it's his own little style. So it's very cool if you're into that. I just want, like, I just want to talk about how she was what, I think it's, she said she was 17 and she beat out Ariana Grande, Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Lana Del Rey, her, like that's, that's pretty impressive. Well, well that year was a lot of young blood because this was two, three years ago. This was when Lil Nas X was just getting his start out. Uh, Lizzo wasn't yeah. really a big name at this point. Like she's been on. Well, now at that point she was. Well, yeah, at that point she was, but she, she, this was her uptick had just started. Like before that, like yeah. people knew who she was, but she wasn't Lizzo. Right. Sure. But regard, it was, a, it was a, gr- it was a great year for music that year. I'm surprised it beat out Thank You Next because I thought that that was a really phenomenal record. Was um, that was that the one with uh, Seven Rings on it? Yes. That yeah, I, I did not like that song. Uh, but Yeah, Andy, you just hate women. So. No, it's because I love Sound of Music, and that is sampling Sound of Music, but... And I yeah, don't. so it's it's sampling it to make to expand the musical canon. No, it's sampling it because it's a sound of music is better, and it's just I don't know. I think it ta- it takes away from sound of music. Regardless, we're not here to shit on Ariana Grande. It, I'm sure it's a great record. We're here to. It's talk- an amazing record, and you should listen to it, Andy. It'll change your life. I think there are very few life changing records in my time. Uh, really, there's a lot of records that I've had that have changed my life. I can name like ten. 
That's a lot of records, Andy. Ten records in my 23, almost 24 years of existence? Yeah, that's one every two years that change your life. Eh. That means your life changes every two years. Yeah, but also how conscious were you in, you know, your early years where that really doesn't count, you know? Well, I'm just speaking averages, all right? But, like, Listen, you know, let's talk... What? Billie Eilish. <laughs> no. When do we all fall asleep? Where do we go? Uh, album art. What do you guys think? I think it's amazing. It's it's definitely cool. I definitely like it, and I think it suits the theme of the album. But, like, the darkness around, because it's just her sitting on a bed. It's all white, and, you know, it looks like she's in a mental asylum. And the... It's, what is it? What's the term? Like, the black point, the vignette, like whatever it's super dark on the outside and you can just see her her eyes are like rolled back into her head it's kind of it's kind of scary that she looks like that but it's super it's super cool and you like it's, it makes you yeah. think what's hiding hiding in the shadows cool goblin yeah. energy if you will goblin <laughs> energy it's a little goblin a little goblin-y. Um, i really i liked I really like how I kind of just noticed this now or listening, re-listening to it today. I noticed how like the light around her, like you could just see it as like a simple sort of like light peeking in, but I've, I've interpreted, interpreted it now more as like a spotlight, um, like a spotlight being shown upon this uh, kind of like freak show esque looking character, this figure on the front. Um, and so I think it just it just adds to the whole demonic energy uh, that this album gives, um, which it, it oh it gives it gives in spades. It does. It's uh the, yeah. Before we start the record, I do want to say this uh, this one this record in particular, especially compared to the stuff we've been doing for this the rest of the season. Oh yeah, it's the season three finale. Hey hey whoo. Uh, we got so caught up in the joy of having Abby on, we forgot that we were ending a season. Uh. It doesn't but even mean anything. It means a little thing. Uh, but, you know, compared yeah. to the past, like, ten episodes, this, as an album, keeps a consistent theme and, like, consistent sounds, but also each song is sonically distinct, which I really appreciated. Yeah. I would agree, yeah. Regardless, going into the mm. first track, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, it's 13 seconds, uh, and she. this is just her taking out her Invisalign. I interpreted this as, um, there, I interpreted the song title as... <laughs> I, yeah, it was, like, celebratory, like, the record's done, heck yeah! Yeah, like, just, you know, like, just, like, energy. That's what I interpreted the, the title sounding like, just, like... Just energy, just energy, you know, just like ah. now. Now, anyway, Nikki, can't. our our loving teacher in college uh, would not have let this fly on a project. <laughs> and I would like to yeah. point out that uh, this record came out while we were in his class, and then one album of the year. So I'm just saying, uh, you know. <clears throat> Are you saying he's wrong? I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying he's not always right. Sure. 
Um, I would have to agree with him. I kind of thought it was unnecessary, but, you know, it really did transition super well into the, the next track, so. Yes, the actual... Well, what I find good about it, what I find good about it is that, like, this is, those two, these two tracks, the, the first track and then the, the true opener, Bad Guy, they're from the same session, um, but... Billy was like, yo, Phineas, we cannot have this on the intro of Bad Guy on its own track because nobody will want to listen to the intro. They'll want to skip it. So they separated it, um, which makes Bad Guy, like, just so much better, you know, because, like, now I want to listen to Bad Guy, you know, and I don't have to go through the fluff. So I like that it's a nice intro. I think it's a very, very strong start to the record. I think it sets the tone very well, especially with the whole, you know, brother-sister dynamic that they've got going on. But yeah, bad guy, first real track. Uh, what a way to make a statement for your career. Uh, Absolutely. First of all, Nikki, you and I, we did this song live once. Uh, yeah, we did a cover um, of it. Uh, it was just piano and bass. And um, your and me beautiful, singing beautiful it. voice, yeah. Yes, my beautiful, supple voice that you're hearing right now. Fucking um, again with the supple. I love the supple. I will say, Andy, I had a great time with it, um, but all that I remember from that is the one time where I just stopped in the middle and said, oh, shit, um, and then kept playing. Yeah, that um, was great. But I had a great time, um, and that was a great song, and I'm glad that we, we got to do that together before we could no longer do things together. Nikki, we do stuff together all the time still, especially now that you're back in upstate New York. Uh, allegedly. Okay. Or in Canada, who's to say? Anyway, but yeah, bad guy, uh, phenomenal bass line. Uh, it's got so much going on in it. Uh, you get this great pumping effect on the vocals. Oh, yeah. Which I think is great. Please, everyone talk about um, I also said I was a big fan of the bass in this song. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, my only issue with the song was the snapping. It really just... <laughs> I thought the snapping was cool, but it sounded off to me, and I couldn't get past it that it wasn't actually on the beat, and they were all just snapping not at the same time. Mm. I would respectfully disagree. Big Ryan Pacheco energy. Thank you, Ryan Pacheco. Uh, you can su Damn. subscribe to him on Twitch at uh, Twitch slash Chico 90,000 or whatever it is. Just Chico. Um, I think it's just Chico now. Is it just right, Chico? Now, good, because I can't remember numbers. I'm sorry, Ryan. Please. Um, I think that the snapping is really great because I think that it just adds to the off kilterness of the track. Um, it, it adds it's just a stereo feel to it. You know, sometimes quantization is great, but I think that it there's a or, or there's an organicness that came with this um, with with the snapping and the instrumentation and the, and the percussion. Um, Lyrically, I think it sets up the persona of Billie Eilish, at least the, 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 of the record, uh, the character that she brings in this record. Um, I describe this as, like, horrorcore for pop music. Because, um, like, in the 90s, uh, hip-hop was becoming very... There, there was a lot of artists that were entering a sort of, like horror undertones are getting a lot of influence from like slasher films of the 90s like Eminem is a prime example but there are plenty of other uh black artists that were doing it before Eminem sort of popularized it in the mainstream but you think about a song like Kim or like I'm gonna destroy my fucking wife and I'm gonna like slash her up I think that in a pop context this is what Billy is doing 
um, where she's using all of these lyrics to, and, and this as well as like a follow, a later track, All the Good Girls Go to Hell and Bury a Friend, where like the lyrics are very dark and, and grim and sinister and scary. And I think that this is just a great setup for that. I think it's horrorcore in a, in a pop setting, which I think is really great. Yeah. And also I, the ending. Are you kidding me? The no, ending okay, was such a. So I, I think the ending should have also been a separate track. What is with this? What's going on here? I, I always <laughs> skip the ending to this track. If I'm being honest, I don't really remember the ending. What? It's you don't the, remember the ending? I like... Boom! Oh, yeah. that part, yeah. No, I actually I I always, like that. I always skip it because the rest of the song always gets me like so pumped up and is energetic and like, ooh, do-do-do-do-do-do. And then it switches to do And then it's like, okay, I'm, it, it's a... I get. I guess in the context of the album, going from the end of this song to the next song, it helps you get to that like low point, then then to start you back up. But eh. But the lyric. Listen, the lyric. She says. She says she's scared of me. I mean, I don't see what she sees, but maybe it's because I'm waiting for your cologne. Ugh. Ugh. It's so good. You see, it's a good lyric. It's it's an absolute, you know, slap of the dick, the dick on the table kind of move. But you know, <laughs> I like I like. I don't that. know what you're slapping, Andy. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, my, my last note uh, for this is Seth Everman. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. that's half of what I think about when listening to this song is the Seth Everman video. That's fair. Also, I like. Um, I I forgot where I saw it, but I think it was Phineas and Billy talking about it. But um, they they get part of the sound from like one of those walk signs that they heard in like Australia. I think yeah. that's so cool that they just they sampled that, and I, it's cool, and you can hear it as soon as it as soon as it plays. What I find funny about that, what I find funny about that is that the sound that they sampled is the same sound in Oswego stop. Sign stop walk. Wait, 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 wait. But that's it's a, it's the literal same sound. Listen, Maybe. might not all, be the same. All crosswalks but. come from the same place. Anyway, Heaven. second song on the album, Zanny. Yes, this is a good song. It's a bit of a slower vibe going off of the end of the last song. It's got some yeah. lovely little harmonies. It's a bit more simple, but it's a beautiful little song. The harmonies are yeah. so beautiful. They're really great, and I think that they come in a um, they they're approached in a very subtle way, um, where it's like sometimes they're they're positioned up front uh, in the mix, but other times I think they kind of hang back a bit. Um, I think it it's it adds just a lot of color to to the song and, and to the to her voice. Also, the um the th I described it as like throttling. I don't know how you would describe it in like a mix context but, or a production context, but it sounds like you're get like she's getting a fan, like a like a fan that I have on right now. Yeah, that's a pumper. And like putting her voice a pumper? Yeah. I believe that's a pumper. I could be wrong, but but isn't that just, like, side-chaining when you say pumper? Like, what do you mean pumper? It, like, will bring the vocals up and down. Though, actually, Nikki, uh, I think I recommended you this plug-in, the one-knob pumper from Waves. That's a really good... You recommended the one-knob wetter. No, I recommended that because it was free. I'm talking about the one-knob pep pumper. 
Hmm. It might. You it might have it. It might be in one of the bundles you bought. Did I buy it? I have no clue. That's. Let me check. We'll check later. Uh, but yeah. I can check now. That. I do have the one knob pumper. I apologize, Abby. I, Wench, please continue. I like your outfit, by the way. The sunflowers. It looks very nice. Thank you. I actually just got this yesterday, so I felt the really? need to wear it. Have you been using the shirt that I got for you? <laughs> the one that was too small. Was it too small? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Aw. That's okay. Okay. Do you want me? I can get you another one. Nikki, please. That's okay. Would you, now let me now let me ask you if I got you another one, would you wear it? Yes, if you got me the correct size, I would wear it. Oh no. Okay. Listen, Abby, your birthday give is that coming one to, up. Give that one to. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Give give that one to Daisy. I I think I did. Um, okay. Do you know what? Do you know what size it said? I think it was a large. Okay, I got you. I'll get you a bigger one. Okay. Anyway, um, um, there's like there's always some sort of message behind her songs, and I really tried to look into the deeper meanings behind this one, um, and the it, it makes you feel like you're you're experiencing the secondhand effects of the drugs that they're doing with her, because she's not doing yeah. them, and she doesn't want to do them. But, like, the way it, it vibrates when she's got, saying some of the lyrics, it makes you feel like that secondhand smoke. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I really found it very cool how this is really, like, a lot of modern music, a lot of pop music, hip-hop music, talks about the, um, the exploitation of AOD use, um, how it's kind of cool and trendy and... A, and really just, like, um, emphasizing that. But what I love here is that this is kind of like an anti-drug anthem, um, which is great for the kids. Uh, yeah, don't do drugs. That, like, yeah. And just in saying that, like, you know, we don't need, um, you know, I don't want to deal with this shit, you know, because I see what it does to you, and you're all looking crazy, and you think I'm crazy. It's crazy. It's probably how Robert feels every day. Shout out to Robert. Shout out to Robert for being a Robert's a good not listening to this. Yeah, he does. Does he? Maybe. I don't know. Hi, Robert. Give give us a call if you You still have to email me back. Come on. Anyway. Don't, don't that. He third third track. Uh oh, I yes, good track. Good track. You should see me in a crown. It's got this sick metal scraping going on the whole way. Oh, oh my yeah. god. This 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 kind of brings in a lot more of the digital elements that go throughout the rest of the album. It's got it kind of introduces some nice wub wubs after the big bass drop. You see, see me in a crowd. Yeah. Great fucking track. <laughs> this is the, yeah. I'll fuck your shit up if you, if you cross me. So this is your warning and you'll regret it. You'll fucking regret it. And it's, it's so good. She, she also, she also references um, her other song, Ocean Eyes, in this as well. So I thought that was neat. Yes, good um, song. I thought this was a great song. Um, I just this just occurred to me now. I didn't even write in my notes, but I know everyone knows how much I love Lingua Ignota. Okay, but Andy, put the knife away. <laughs> put the knife away. I don't want. I don't know why you have a knife. Put it away. Um, I'll take not through the screen at least. At least have the gall to do it in person. Jeez. Um, 
Um, what I found that this is like this song is like if Lingua Ignota made music made pop music. That's the impression. That's what I'm I'm comparing it to now. In that it's very aggressive, very um up like a lot of strange things going on in the instrumentation. I loved in the chorus where she's like one by one by one. There's a I think it's like the synth that's that's um tailing her that's like um accompanying her is just so aggressive and so heavy. It's like you know I can't even replicate it, but it just sounds like. It's so it's so so hard. I love it so much. Um, yeah, just like incredibly catchy, strong hook, strong banger. Um, I feel like this was not <clears throat> remembered as fondly. Uh, like looking back at like some of her bigger hits, uh, but this is definitely one that's up there, uh, contending with "Bury a Friend" and "Bad Guy." Yeah. Uh, so next song. Uh, all the good girls go to hell. The bass line. Yes. Andy. This this whole album, phenomenal bass lines. This is the first one. Like, this has such a good hook on this song. Such a good hook. Nikki. Yeah. Mm. I, I, listen, I'm hyped up. We got we got our number one pal, Abby, here. Is like, We're talking about good music. Now it's our number one pal. Well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I, I think I just automatically win because I am both of your number one pals. Well, yeah, but I'm Nikki's number one pal, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep Regardless, spinning your siren songs. I'm still here. What I like here is that it's a climate change anthem. Climate change. It's real. It's happening. This song is about climate change. You guys is know it? this? No. This song is about climate change. This clown of the Um, here I'll I'll read the lyrics to you. Standing there, killing time, can't commit to anything but a crime. Peter's on vacation, an open invitation. Animals, evidence, pearly gates look more like a picket fence. Once you get inside them, got friends but can't invite them. Hills burn in California. My turn to ignore ya. Don't say I didn't warn ya. All the good girls go to hell, cause even God herself has enemies. And once the water starts to rise and heaven's out of sight, she'll want the devil on her team. My Lucifer is lonely. Uh, the, the, the lyrics are very strong in saying, like, we are very, we are apathetic to, to the climate crisis. Um, and this was two years ago, and people are still not paying attention. Wake up, wake up, uh, liberals. Oh, so the, she says, I cannot do the snowflake at the end. So I guess that makes more sense when it, comes to like the idea of climate change yes um very good uh people i think people looked looked this over which i know you both did um but yeah the hills burn in california line directly correlating to what's happening right now hills are burning in california wildfires all the time it's crazy um no it's good uh the arrangement i found to be very open open arrangement like there's not a lot of density going on um but the mix i thought to be very full if you if you're catching my drift yes, Andy, and possibly I, abby i would agree it's got a lot going on but not it's actually it's the overwhelming exact, yeah the opposite of the celine dion record from last week oh my god andy did not like the celine dion i was record. neutral towards it 
No, all right. I think now, Abby. I don't. I don't know if you listened to it yet. Because, probably because it's not out. Hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I thought that the first the the opening track to this album is seven seven and a half minutes of pure pop bliss. Too many. It was prog pop. No, it was. You listen to it. And you'll you'll agree that it's a great seven minutes. And Andy's like, oh, there's too much going on. Well, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's seven minutes. I'm glad that it kept changing. I'm glad that there's a lot going on. Otherwise, it wasn't worth the seven minutes. If Bad Guy was seven minutes, I was like, never mind. But that's not what was going on here. God. I'll remind me to listen to it after this. I will. I'll send it to you. Okay. Do you use Spotify? Yes, I use Spotify. You should know. Abby, why are we not? Abby, why are we not friends on Spotify? We're not. No. Well, we must change that. Maybe. Anyway, yeah, that good. All the good girls go to hell. Good song. Uh, Wish you were gay. Great song. Uh, another great hook. I uh, wish you were a man. Uh, allegedly, um, Abby, I wish you were a man. Is what I used to say to you in in our youth. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> this this track. Uh, it brings a few, it's got, like, some sitcom audience elements brought into it. Uh, yeah. Like, throughout the song, which I think is really cool, uh, in stark opposition from a few songs from now. Uh, but it's, a. this is another, it's got the verses stripped down, uh, but then the digital effects come back in during, uh, the chorus. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Oh! Uh, in this song, they have the uh, grunt headshot party noise from Halo. What? What? So, in Halo, there's these things wait. called skulls. I wait. Uh, no, I know what a grunt is. Okay. Yes. I, and I'm explaining to Abby. There's these things okay. called skulls, and skulls unlock like little bonus effects for the campaign. So you can have it so like. Uh, for example, like, it'll turn off your HUD elements, or it'll make your gun disappear. And there's one that when you headshot an enemy called a grunt, a little surprise, like, yay! A bunch of kids yell yay, and confetti shoots out of their head. And that effect is a very commonly used stock effect that is also in this song. Oh, that's nice. Oh, nuts. that, I see. Andy, on the topic of Halo. Yes. Halo 3. Uh, the last level, one of the greatest uh, levels in, in gaming history. Halo 3 is the second best video game of all time. Uh, sure. Um, I didn't play the whole campaign, but my brother did in like six hours, and I just like playing the ending with him, because in the last level, um, sorry to spoil like a decade-plus-year-old game, um, but you have to get on a ship because Master Chief is like escaping the planet or whatever, which is like, yes. dis like disintegrating. And... Um, you're going in this, like, long plane, like a long field that you then have to jump to get onto the plane, um, or the ship, I should say. And the, the, the planet is falling, literally falling behind you. The fall is grounding. But if, you ha if you're there ahead of time, like, if you get there with, like, an ATV or whatever it's called, a Jeep. It's um, called a Warthog. Yeah, if you're on the Warthog fast enough. Um, but if you, before you go on the ship... Uh, if you take a if you take a right if you take a right and you keep driving you find a little Easter egg. There is a lonely grunt all by himself, and he is just like jumping up and down and having a great time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just remember that a lot as a kid that I would I would always remember to go over there. And usually I would be playing with, around with him so much 
that I would end up falling because and dying because the ground was again falling apart. Um, then I could kill him, but yeah. Yes, it is a uh, classic. Halo's got so many great Easter eggs. Uh, I I I love Halo, man. Were you there I, for Griffball, Andy? I was there for Griffball. You had to be there, Abby, for Griffball. I I guess so. Well, Abby, Griffball was invented by the hit company Rooster Teeth. Uh, yeah, it was named their, after a guy. Their main show was called Red vs. Blue, uh, which did had a you, Andy, Griff, um, Andy, did you watch uh, the the series on YouTube from Machinima? Um, it was uh, Master Chief and the Arbiter, but they were like figure toy figures. No. I gotta find that. That was a good one. Hold so on. So anyway, yeah. When wish you were gay. Does anyone have any further thoughts about this song it's, other than Halo uh, Three? Yes, it's so Great sad. Yeah, it's a good one. It like the fact that she's looking for any reason for this person to not have feelings for her, other than like obviously they just don't like her but she's like please just tell me I'm not your preferred sexual orientation tell me something other than like you just don't like me and it's so sad <laughs> um, yeah gay people are sad sometimes yeah, yeah um mood <laughs> Andy I found it okay. I'm gonna send it to the chat um it's it was called Arby and the Chief all right, oh, and it was okay. uh, it it was a two thousand show. Um, this is a re-upload, but it was it was based on this guy's house, and he had these uh Arbiter and Master Chief uh figure like action figures, and he made them. He made the Arbiter. Oh, and they also to he voiced them with uh like Microsoft Sam and Microsoft like Mark or whatever, and uh, mostly it's just Ar- the Master Chief being an asshole to the Arbiter. Um, and they're both just playing Halo together. Anyway, um, it's a great track, uh, a powerful hook, wonderful bass. Uh, uh, the gr- it kind of grips you in the bass line. Um, I love the hits of piano and guitar, like bum 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 bum. It was really good. Um, in the second verse, there's like this panning going on, like very high 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 frequency panning that I found to be really great. Uh, that are going around. Um, and then the clapping at the end, I thought it really just capped uh, wh- the way that it slowed down after at the, with the, with the applause. Um, thought it was really great. It's a great track. Uh, when the party's over, uh, I didn't have a whole lot to say about this song. Uh, I wrote it was almost like it kind of sounded like a little church song, like it, you know. I like the piano in this. I think it's very pretty, um, mm-hmm. and I like that. That's really. The only other thing other than her voice that's in it for the most part. And I, it's soft and I like it. Hmm. Um, I, I liked how soft it was. I thought that the bass in the hook was a nice addition. The moment where she says, call me back. And then it's like this like deep, low, low vocal that's like replacing it. Call me back. I thought that was really good. Um, this is the first track that I was a little disappointed with, but I, I used to think this is my least favorite track. My, I think my least favorite track is the following track, 8. But um, but this track, I think, is just... It's, it's a little sparse. It's a little too minimal for me. I don't think it develops enough. And there's a lot of stops and starts within the verses um, between lyrics. I, I, just, I, I found it to be a little... 
jerky. Um, I think it's the most tame song that she's ever had, at least on this record. Sure. Um, yeah, I but no, the nice the vocals were nice, the 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 harmonies were great. Um, but yeah, I think it just it, it wasn't going anywhere. I think it needed to go somewhere. I mean, it was the end of the A side. What I will say is that this is the first Billie Eilish track I've ever heard. Um, when it was released, I listened to it. Yeah, I, I, well, I wasn't on the Billie train because I was like, I'm so tired of hearing about Billie Eilish. All right, wham, 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 Billie Eilish. But then I was like, all right, let me listen to this track. And it just came out. So I listened to it and I was like, this is it. This is all Billie's got. Um, this was a bad first impression, I'll have to say. But then I listened to, I think, Bury a Friend. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I'm interested. And then the album came out and I heard Bad Guy. I was like, wait a minute, something's going on here. And now here we are. Wait a minute. Who are you? All right. Uh, next track, Eight. Uh, this is a really good song. Nikki's wrong. I, I uh, agree. I disagree. With what? <laughs> but that being said, uh, I, I am very torn on like that higher pitch kind of like vocal, like almost chipmunk in a good way kind of sound. Yeah. Like it is a common thing in more hip hop and R&B space. Uh, so I, I, I'm a little less enthused about it here, but I do think it works. Uh, it does another not thing I was super fond of, but kind of, I'm actually very torn on this track, but, uh, <laughs> like on the ukulele sound, it cuts out all of the resonance. So after the chord plays, they just cut it. Like they don't let it like play, which I don't really like, but I also kind of like, mm. um, I think the the chipmunky sound i think the i like the reason she used it because you know it's she's reverting back to a time where you know she feels like a kid and she feels helpless and um you know the switching back and forth in between like you know how she feels as a child between now i think that's i i like the use of it and although like i would agree it's kind of a a weird sound to have you know like this high-pitched voice in the middle of a song i think it it fits well into the theme of like the album and you know the darkness and her battling you know things that happened to her as like a child i i i, I was i was initially told when i first heard the record but i th- um or rather i let me actually be honest i found i was unopposed to it when I first listened to it, but now listening to it, I, I do find it a little bit grating and a little bit hard to listen to. Um, I think that it does fit in, like, there is a vibe in this song, like, it feels a little, like, playhouse, you know, like, a little pre-K situation going on with the ukulele and the... Um, there's some bit crushing that's going on that I found really cool. It, the, the, the ending was a bit abrupt, which I didn't really like. The refrain is catchy, um, but the lyrics don't really stick out to me. Like, I don't find them to be all that interesting compared to the other lyrics. Yeah, this Um, does have... I'm glad the lyrics on this album are as good as they are, and I will say that... The lyrics are amazing. That's what makes up the... I think that's what makes up the persona of Billy, is that, like... Or it's also what puts it all together, because it really... Compared to our last uh, listen, Andy... Um, with Celine Dion, I found that the lyrics, if you recall from that episode, I found that the lyrics were just so generically pop and that, like, I love you, I miss you, you know, the, sc- the stars and the, s- the stripes, you know, like, I, it's, 
ah, you know, like, uh, like if, if the, 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 it, it was the vocals that really made it for Celine, that, like, her powerhouse vocals, um, but there was not a lot of lyrical content to go into. Here, I think it's not necessarily the opposite, but I think there is a greater emphasis on the lyrical content. Um, like, you think about Bad Guy, and you think about um, Wish You Were Gay, and When the Party's Over, you know, like, these are very important tracks that... Um, we're, we're focusing on the lyrics, you know, but here I, I found that the lyrics were not all that focused on, so that, that was my, my, my I, um, I like that she uses her music to, like, emphasize the lyrics, because, you know, like, if you go back to um, All the Good Girls Go to Hell, it's kind of, like, very dark, but she makes it super upbeat, so it kind of makes you listen to the lyrics more. Next song, Wait. uh, my yeah. least favorite on the record. Thank God, I fucking hated this what? one. <laughs> I do not, it's got samples from The Office in it. I do not like My Strange Addiction. It's with, if it didn't have the samples from The Office in it, this would be a great song. It's got some great pop elements. The lyrics are good. It just has quotes from a specific episode in The Office in it. It's like an episode where the boss, uh, the guy's character, Steve Carell's character. um, Michael Scott. Sure. Uh makes a movie or something yeah and then that's what this track's about i don't like the office i don't i think it's not funny um andy and i are on the exact same page in fact i said this was a good song lyrically without you know the quotes from the office in it um i have never nor will i ever watch the office um i also don't think it's funny um and i looked up the meaning to this and she has an obsession with someone who's not good for her and i said just like the office um so I do not like this song. I could go without the sampling. Um, so thank you, Andy. I'm glad we're on the same page. Billie Eilish, this is a message to you if you're listening. I love you. You make great music. We just don't like the same TV shows. I, 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 I um, you're both wrong. I think that uh, I think that the samples really add to the track. I thought that they were cute. I thought they were clever. I um, maybe initially I thought they were a little cringy. I still think that you're both wrong. Um, and I th- I just I personally find that the, it's a nice addition. I think it's a nice thing to add into the track. Um, I like the line about the Oxford comma. I thought that that was very really clever. Um, I notice in the bridge section that um, she's. I swear to God, she is using, like, the spit that you're talking in your mouth. You're like, like that. I think that um, she's using it as, like, a hi-hat pattern during the bridge section. Um, And I thought that that was really clever. It's very subtle in the mix, um, uh, but I think that it really adds a lot to it. I think it's a great track. I have to disagree with both of you. I like the track. Anyway, back on to good no, songs. No, no. The only song I will ever like with a offered office reference um, is Post Malone when he says, Damn, I got paper like a Michael Scott. Subtle, and then that's it. Nikki, put a put an office put an office quote in your next album, Nikki. Yeah. I'd rather put uh I'd rather put a Parks and Rec quote in my album. Yeah, do that. Parks and Rec is better. Anyway. Bury a friend. Uh, goes back to the more droney kind of club style song. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this 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 is a good one. This song kind of sounded like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
continuing the whole I'm evil element of this album. I'm evil. Um, I really love... No, uh, sorry, it's Abby's turn. <laughs> um, I said it feels like go. you're really like talking to your inner demons, you know, like it is a horror movie. Um, and it really uses a good use of the sound effects, like the glass shattering and screeching and the, the drills, and it fills up in the background and makes it feel like someone's creeping up behind you. Yes. Uh, I really love these tracks. I love the drums here. I think the drums set a really great tone here. Um, I think they're inspired by Kanye's Black Skinhead, um, which is a great track, by the way. Um, controversial track, uh, as you can imagine. Um, Controversy from Kanye? <gasps> the interludes of I Wanna End Me, I Wanna, I Wanna... I want to hand me. I thought were really great in just building the pace of the track. Um, and then in the second verse, or the second interlude, when it's like, you know, I thought that was just insane. Are you kidding me? Um, in the second verse, the there's a hi-hat, I think, going on that's like panning around, circling around you. It's bit crush. I'm a sucker for bit crushing where it's like, dick, 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 dick. really good. Great track. Yes. Beautiful sounds. The sounds of the of the of the razor going, you know, I thought were really great. Amazing track. Uh, let's finish this off with the last with the last uh, last leg here. I was gonna say Idle like Milo. this is not the last song. I L O M I L O. I L O M I L O. Yeah, uh, yeah. This kind of starts out with like a club beat at the start. Uh, it's got some. Uh, like ambience going on it's a great it's a great way to start the last leg of the record yeah. yes um fun fact i restarted my animal crossing island and renamed it after this song um because i thought really, it was, really? yeah i thought it was super cool oh, wait i have two questions one what was your why did what was your island used to be called um it used to be which was the street yes which was the street i lived on but i no longer live on that street i'm gonna bleep that out still just you know okay so we don't dox your parents um talk back to the street where we believed um second question why did you why did you restart your island have you found a renewed interest in animal crossing um well i restarted it i want to say back in like may and i hadn't played in months um and I didn't feel like fixing my island. I also didn't like the layout and the setup. So I just, I decided to restart, which made me a little sad because um, I had so many good villagers. Um, I had I had Dom, I had Judy, I had Maple. I'm not hearing the, I'm not hearing the A-listers. I'm not hearing Cube. I'm not hearing Stitches. I'm not hearing... Uh, fuck, who else did I have? <laughs> Amelia! <laughs> Fucking I Dottie's have, great. I have Stitches on my new island, though. Yeah, Stitches is A-tier. Uh, Tangy. I have I have Coco, and I have Anka on my new island, too. So, like, they're my favorites, all right? We can have different favorites. No, you see, all my villagers are the best villagers. Shout out to, shout out to my homies Buck and Rocket, the OGs. Uh, love them. Oh, Sky. Sky's another great one. I oh, want yeah, Ribot so bad. Ribot's great. Camo Frog's great. There's a lot of good frogs. Tad fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck Tad. Well, yeah, his fucking catchphrase is slurp. 
It's like, ugh. Lopez is horrible. I hate Lopez. I'm just sad. I, Adam was my favorite, and I'm sad I missed him because he was like my starter villager. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was it was cute and poppy. It I I said like a dark kawaii because she. It's actually a video game that she based it off of. Like Ilo Milo is a video game that she used to play. And I oh um when I was listening to it on Spotify, it had like the little characters from Ilo Milo like in a in the ocean, and they had like weird deep depth like sea creatures like floating around it. And I thought it kind of like very it very fit the theme of like the song, um, like because she goes hurry i'm worried so like you know it's super cute but like she's very scared so i think it it all meshed really well together oh it's a little mobile game that's cute yes <laughs> yes it's only Very available nice. on your mobile device it's no longer available on xbox 360 okay good uh nikki what are your thoughts um, I thought it was great. I love the transition from Barry Friends Isla Milo. I thought this, like you were saying, Abby, I thought it was a nice, cute, kawaii, dark kawaii synth melody, the pluckiness going on. Um, love the basses going on. Um, again, what uh, the, the, the vocals that were doing these weird effects of, like, pumping, as, as Andy described. And uh, spooky ending. Love a spooky ending. With the, with the, with, it was just solo of the, uh, of the keys going off and i think it's a great transition the way that it leaves off not on a resolved note i think is a great transition to the darkest track on the record listen before i go yes listen before i go is a great it's got a nice little jazzy star it's got some beautiful city ambience going on it's a little depressing it's a it's a depressing a little, little. well you talk about it um so when i first listened to when Nikki asked me to be on this episode, I hadn't listened to the whole album fully. So, like, I went and took Roxy on a walk, and I listened to this album. What? I've told you this, what? Nikki. You've not listened to this one, though? This, yeah. Well, when you first asked me, I didn't listen to all of them. Like, I heard her singles, but, like, I'm not good with listening to albums. Um, so I listened all to the right. full album, and how you said, like, the city background noise. I was taking her for a walk, and, like, I heard birds outside while I was walking, and, like, I couldn't tell what was, you know, in the song and what was actually, like, happening as, like, yeah. in yeah. the world around me. Um, okay. And this is the point where I was like, is she okay? <laughs> I was really... No. Clearly not, because um, you can literally hear the pain in her voice yeah. and yeah. how, like, sad she was. But it was so good. But, like, the sirens and the screaming at the end, I ugh, I can't. It made me so sad. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, I think I, I just, yeah, I um, it, it, the track itself makes me very emotional because it, it, it hits very close to home and just how it's it's talking about lyrics of just, uh, it's the bitch is about to jump off, you know. She's on, she's on the top of a, um, literally on a rooftop, some fucking skyscraper, and she's about to jump. You can hear the sounds of the ambulances and and the people screaming. Um, I think it's it's a powerful moment when they're bringing in these huge bass drops, um, out of nowhere, like amongst like the, uh, the sounds of just like you know bliss, like uh 
the sounds of the piano just like gently playing and then suddenly like boo you know like it was just it was really like intense um i described it as just breathtaking um it does so much with just so little i think and then the last sorry that she hears you can just hear the crack in her voice it was just it was painful um yeah a bit of a downer uh doesn't do well with my uh up uh big up bro vibes but uh that's what we're gonna do here so. big up bro vibes yeah is that my persona next track i'm drinking whey protein right now it's not water mm-hmm. that's not true uh so this song i love you uh didn't we just have a song called i love you nikki I love you too, Andy. Wasn't wasn't there a song on Celine Dion also called "I Love You"? Yeah, but I yeah, cause I know because I said I love you too, Andy, the last time. Okay, <laughs> Nikki, you're great. Uh, thanks. And then he never says I love you too, Abby. I love you. I love you too, Nikki. And that's why you're top. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nikki, yes. I hate to tell you this, you've been replaced. I a- Andy, I hate to tell you this, but I'm not Italian. I need love. What are you talking about? The Italians are very loving towards each other. Yeah, okay, so are you Italian? Very. Mm. We'll see about that. <laughs> Nikki's gonna kill me. Uh, no. But yeah, I Love You has a really nice duet, <laughs> uh, and also a plane safety meeting. Yes. Yeah, the little pre-flight, like, this is, each seat is equipped with a fucking flotation device, or whatever the fuck. Um, I think this one makes me more sad because of the song before. It makes you wonder if the duet is her actually singing with the person. Is this someone talking to her after she's dumped? Um, mm. So it was, yeah. I, I specifically uh, yes. said... Is is this someone confessing their love after she jumped and tried to unalive herself? Nikki? Unalive herself. Um, yeah, well, you see, um, <laughs> I'm going to get a little technical here. Um, now, the the main the verses revolve around a C major 7 chord, all right? Um, I'm going to be Jacob Collier for a second. You know that doesn't show up in the podcast audio, right? Yeah, but I'm singing it to you. Uh, 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 uh. So you see the... Uh, that's a B. That's not in a regular C major chord. Uh, fuck. Uh, 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 and then the... Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, um, in the guitar that it's playing, it goes like this. Uh, fuck. Uh, in the guitar, it's going... It's revolving the... Um, the highest note that is being played, it goes between uh, B and then C, B, uh, and then C, E, me, uh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. which that makes a perfect for, uh, fourth interval, all right? And that is a, a, an interval that is both dissonant and consonant uh, to the music theory nerds. You both seem very bored and are looking at your phone, so I'm going to stop talking. No, I'm I'm listen. I promise I'm listening. I'm not even holding my phone. It's literally you on were, my Andy. desk. It's on it's my desk. Right. You were looking at your nails. It's okay. 
I was um, looking at my nails. You got me there. It's okay. I know. I know. It's a bit. It's a bit. I. I thought. I. I knew I was gonna lose some folks. But anyway, I just found that the way that it was arranged, I think, added to the overall uh, melancholy of the song, and that it just gave a sense of unease because with that fourth interval, I found it to be very uh, um, concerning. Um, I really liked how the Phineas vocals were really coming in. Um, that with the man vocals that were that we were hearing the low the low vocals. Um, <laughs> the man vocals. The man vocals. Um, I I liked how, or in terms of the arrangement, in the second verse it starts with that. Or in the first verse it is that guitar going the da 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 da. But then in the second verse it changes to a more electronic tone, which I believe was sampled of you know when you're in a plane and you're hitting the the help me button for the attendant. That's the tone, and so that became an instrument like bum 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 bum. I thought it was really great. Um, I just thought it was another painful, painful track. And I think this really serves as, like, the, 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 the climax of the record, I think. Yes. Um, because Goodbye is kind of is just the closer, but I think it's a great... Goodbye, uh, I mean, we can, we can just toss this one out right now. Uh, Goodbye is just a mashup of a bunch of different stuff from the records. It's got I'm the Bad Guy, Wish You Were Gay. A bunch of all that stuff comes back in this track. It's a short little... Well, now, Andy... Well, it takes a line from each of the songs, and it goes backwards... Yes, yes, it's not just thrown together. It's it's in order. My bad. It's thrown together in order. Uh, back to forth. Uh, yeah, all right. But yeah, it's uh something similar to this was on the last Paramore record. I believe the song was called Pool. Where's the Where's the new Paramore record? Listen, let Haley get her stuff together any day now. I. Th- it's more than just Haley. Having fun, now you're fun, now you're, now you're one of us. Ain't it fun, ain't it fun, ain't it fun, ain't it fun. Anyway, yeah. Everyone's really tired. Uh, does anyone have any thoughts about Goodbye? I thought it was a great ending. I thought it was a little abrupt how it ended, but I did feature another slowdown similar to Wish uh, You Were Gay. Um... I think it's a I think it's a solid ending to the record. To be yes. honest mm-hmm. with you, I would agree. Abby agrees. And yeah, that's the record. Abby, since you are the guest, we will let you give your closing thoughts and score first. Um, yeah, it was definitely very very boppy. I like there all the songs were good except my strange addiction. Um, and it really you really don't notice that it's turning super, like, dark um, until the end, until, like, the song literally tells you that she jumps. Um, But the way she does it is just so beautiful and so elegant, and each song really sticks out for different reasons. So um, I gave it a 51 uh, because it was super morbid, and I didn't know if anyone checked up on her. Um, but it was very, <laughs> um, it was very well uh, put together, and I liked it a lot. Nikki, can I just say, Abby, you're the first one to f- to not like on on record be super confused by hearing what out of sixty three what, and they're like, oh gosh. I I understand the scoring system. Yeah, she's she's heard Chelsea and Kyle and Tim and Jameson and all of them be like, 63? Why why 63? 
They don't get it. Hoes don't get it. I am a true um, fan of the show. Thank really you. Really the only one. We should start merch and then just sell it to Abby. Um, listen, listen, fellas, this was a phenomenal record, all right? You can't go wrong. I thought that this was, uh, um, I think that, so there's this, there's this term in, in, in Wikipedia or, or whatever called dark pop, all right? Which it sounds like what it is, which is just pop music that has dark undertones. However, um, I think that the term is misused because Dua Lipa described her first record as, as dark pop. Um, which I think, I mean, sure, but I think, um, true dark pop music embodies, um, not just, uh, tragic lyrics, but also sinister sounds, and I think that this record really embodied that, um, and it captured what I think, uh, would be following after, which is more intro, uh, introductions of, um, sinister music into, into popular sounds, uh, into pop music. Um, it's a shame that, 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 that is not a fully instilled further on her latest record, which I do think is, um, it's a good, it's a good sequel or I shouldn't say sequel. It's a good follow up, but I, I, I do find it to be less cohesive than this, than this debut. Um, that said, I think that this is an amazing record. Um, it's damn near perfect. Whatever you folks say. I'm giving it a 60 out of 63. Ooh, Nikki, wow. first ever six. Controversial, I know. All right, but what can I say? What can I say? I like I like this. Come on, guys. Bad guy is, that's like the first 30. That's the first 30 out of 63. I, come on. I mean, yeah, I would agree. It's a very, it's one of the best albums we've listened to so far. Uh, I don't know if I like it as much as you do, Nikki. Uh, but I do like it a great deal, uh, which is why I gave it a 54. Uh, but yes, it is an average of 55, which I think actually, let me check, that does make it our top record yet. Yeah. Yes. Was, was, were we expecting anything else? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It did That did put it above Folklore and Random Access Memories by one point which both of those got a 54 from our collective. And then, yeah, that's it. So, some housekeeping before we get into what we're listening to. The, since this is the season finale, next week is a bonus episode. Uh, whether that that's not is, how that works. Yeah, it is. We always do a bonus episode at the end of the season. All right, we'll see about that. I mean, unless we, we'll figure something out. Uh, we, we do, we, it might be a guest bonus episode. Uh, we don't know. We got to talk to that person probably as soon as this is over. Uh, and then immediately after that bonus episode, we're going right into Sinatra Timber. Uh, we're going to be doing all three Frank Sinatra albums in order. Uh, so look out for that uh, to start season four off. Uh, yeah, that'll be exciting. We're only doing three Sinatra Timber episodes, by the way. We're not doing a bonus episode because none of you listen to that. And it's been like three months and it's still our least listened to thing. And then we don't have a random fourth album to tack onto the he end. He gets so uh, insecure about it, but it's I, I'm making it for me. I want to talk about Sinatra. Come fly with me. I want I wanted the bonus episode, Abby, to be all just um, uh, Sinatra made an album called Watertown, and it's all about the city of Watertown, New York. It's a concept record, which used to be a, uh, which I used to live nearby, the city of Watertown. 
Um, You're giving too much information about yourself, Nikki. (laughs) Hey, this is the past. We live in the future now, okay? Regardless, yeah. So next week is not a Frank Sinatra-based bonus episode. If you, you know what? If you guys want a Frank Sinatra-based bonus episode, you can tweet at us. Abby, not you. No, I wasn't gonna anyway, so that's okay. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. So look for that in the next month. I've told you our next month's plan. Uh, so anyway, now's my favorite part of the show. We get to talk about what we're listening to. Abby, we'll let you go first. Okay. <laughs> um, so as Nikki knows, I don't really listen to things. I usually listen based on, like, mood, but I actually have a couple things. Um, I wanted to give some of my opinions on what y'all have recommended, um, because as Andy has mentioned, I do actually, like, listen to the things we recommend at the end of the shows. Um, so one, I loved Cat Bite. Yay! It was so good. It was... I don't know. I just, I liked that one a lot. Um, other, Cat Bite I, is fun. What, who was it? Laura Stevenson? Is that who y'all recommended? Yes. Yes. We love Laura. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. I think she's very talented, but I just, eh, it wasn't, it wasn't my thing. And just like that, Abby's no longer welcome on our show. <laughs> you guys, show. we're going to actually have Kyle do Abby's lines for this whole show now. <laughs> Damn it. Listen, it's not that she's not talented. I just don't think it's the kind of music that I like. Yeah, you don't you don't dig folk music. Yeah, so I gave it a shot and like like she's not bad. It's just I'm not gonna listen to her. Um but anyway, I started listening to the new Lord album. Um and I like that one. It kind of makes me feel like it's a a ninth like late 90s early 2000s record um with like a the the chick and she's you know she's feeling herself i don't know i just got that vibe and i like it i haven't gotten through all of it but um i think it's good and then there's also i sometimes just go through my spotify and like my recommended and if i haven't heard of someone i'll listen to them um so i've been listening to chica She's a rapper. And I, I feel like we've talked about her on this show before. I don't remember, but I think she's really good. So I think you should give her a listen. All right. Nikki, do you want to go? Yes. Um, there's a couple things I've been listening to. Um, Andy, have you heard of this group called Wham? I've heard of Wham, yes. Wham, uh, the pop duo from 1984. I just heard about them recently. Um, one of the members uh, would later become a Grammy Award winner for Album of the Year, George Michael. Um, and uh, they were, they were uh, he was with the duo of two, two of them. It was two of them. And they, I listened to this album, Make It Big, by Wham. Or sorry, Wham! Wham! Um, Wait, how have you not heard of Wham before now? I don't know, Abby. I wasn't born in 1984. Okay, but like they have the one of the most iconic Christmas songs like ever. Last Christmas is it? See, I didn't know that was the same. I know the song Last Christmas. I didn't know who it was, but I thought that was like a band. 
Um, by Wham. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Last Christmas before on this. Have I mentioned? Yeah. yeah. Andy would know. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, ev- uh, I think the track Everything She Wants is really great from the record Make It Big, so I just wanted to shout that out. Um, I've been listening to some drone music, some some doom metal music from King Woman, this new band. 2021 release Celestial Blues, a really great, nice, uh, nice, uh, angry, you know, some some subdued anger on this with a nice female vocals with brooding, sultry voice from her. Um, and uh, lastly, I think I just all I want to shout out is um, I'm sorry. I've been listening to Miley Cyrus, Plastic Hearts. Um, nice record. I like the record. I think it was good. Um, I like the singles, and I like the album. That's all from me today, this week. I'm getting sleepy. Okay. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, I re-listened to an all-time classic, probably one of my favorite records of all time, You're Gonna Miss It All by Modern Baseball, uh, the actual best 2010s, uh, alternative, emo, pop punk, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Greatest record of all time, maybe. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's really kind of like a defining genre for that era of music. Uh, the Philadelphia punk scene. Uh, you know, modern baseball is, you know, Philly's favorite child. Bren, Jake, Ian, and Sean. But yeah, great band, great album, always a classic. That's, that's that. Uh, as far as quote-unquote new music, uh, Jeff Rosenstock uh, last year was doing a bunch of uh, stuff on Bandcamp. He put it in an album called 2020 Dump. That just went up on all streaming platforms now. Uh, it's a bit different from his usual stuff, but it's still really, really good. Uh, the wonderful, talented, and amazing Laura Stevenson has a few spots on it too. Uh, so you guys should maybe should give that a peek. It's only like 20 minutes or something. It's only eight songs. Uh, but yeah, give that a give that a little peep. Abby, do you want to promote things? Um, I guess you can follow me. I don't really post on Instagram, but my Instagram and Twitter are the same. They're just Abby Jean P. So if you want to follow me, go go for it. Jean, as in G A N N E, J J A N N E. I'm sorry. I'm sure the Grammy Boys Twitter account follows it. You spelled it so wrong. I'm really disappointed in you, Nikki. J A J E A N N E. There you go. And as always, guys, you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever fine podcasts are served. You can follow Nikki on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Kulai. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Grammy Boys. Nikki, end the episode. So, um, as it turns out, uh, I, I thought that the establishment would be closed forever, but I've just found out that it's been opened uh, starting this weekend. Um, wonderful local business in, in Oswego, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, give Juan Zones Calzones a Grammy. Bye. <laughs>